up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden File series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.19, The Last Breakfast, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. What is up? Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash rambling. Chapter 21. Harry wakes up bound and unable to use his magic in Undertown. Nicodemus asks Dresden to take up one of the coins and considers all he has to offer. Harry declines the invitation. So Dresden comes to tied up under a stream of cold water that has completely dampened his magic. He, he even spends hours there bound and completely in pain. And that's one of those things that, like, I have a really hard time wrapping my head around the, you know, the, the idea of or whatever, right? Because I'm like, okay, he wakes up cold. I get that. You were just knocked out in movie land. Everybody stays unconscious for a while and da, 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 long enough for you to drag them somewhere and tie them up somewhere and all this kind of good stuff. But... And so I, I can imagine, like, the being bound and, and the water, and so he's trying to get himself. But then he's like, and then, like, hours pass. And I'm like... It's not just a little bit, so that's a lot of endurance that he's yeah, lost. Yeah, it's not just, like, it felt like hours It's your drained. brain differently, too. Yeah, yeah right? A like, onset of, of hypothermia, maybe, even? Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Kind of bullshit. Water torture? Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, like all of that, but I'm like, exactly like, you know, like, like you've had it where you're, I don't know, stuck in like an airplane seat or like on the the C train subway or, you know, that chair at work that is, you know, and I'm like, even that, right? You're like, oh, I'm kind of like uncomfy and you're trying to like shift and what? I'm sorry, that chair at work. Yes, we all have that that chair at work. work. Nobody wants it. Especially you. It's going to be a milk crate. (laughs) You guys get chairs at work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know when you do get a chip yes yeah exactly right where and you know even that right you're just like oh imagine you know you're stuck there for like the duration of your commute home or something like you know i'm like this is like hours right like he cannot like or even i guess a good one too is like doing like like trade you know you're holding something for somebody right and you're like can i put this down now 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 and then like so yeah. Have you ever tried to do wall sits for a really long time? That Ooh, alone. Just that. Just you know, and I'm like, that <sighs> is just like what your but because again, eventually your muscles and things are gonna give out from being the one to hold and, and you're just hanging just get that there. Quiver. Yeah, it's you oh so much like, yeah. Yeah. Like Well yeah. and he's hanging from, from his arms, right? Yeah, so, he's spent by his arms, so you get all that weight on your shoulder sockets and yeah, things and so then everything's like just tissue gonna, damage right there. Yeah, so it's like, you're going to go numb to a certain degree, because again, it's just like holding your hands up over your head, right? You get that loss of circulation, but you're not really going to fully, because you have that pain and that pressure that's telling you, ugh, ugh, it's just, yeah. I cannot imagine being strung up like that, like, for hours oh, with pretty no way to pretty shift brutal. or move, and, and yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, this is quintessential torture. This Oh, yeah, this is right. Well, fuck, I mean, like... I get, like, in pain, like, when you're standing on a train and, like, my feet are on the ground. Yeah. I'm not even holding up my weight. I'm just trying not to topple over. My hand gets sore holding myself up, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And you no. do feel like all of a sudden when the train, you know, does one of those turns and you do end up having to 
you know, put some muscle, and you're like, oh. And you know his limbs have fallen asleep more than once. Oh, well. So it's that tingly. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just layer upon layer Good thing he practices with all those cold showers, though. Well, that part of it, at least. But, yeah, it's more the bound than than the water Mm -hmm. for me. But then, which is funny, too, because I'm like, well, if I was in a fucking cold shower, I would hate that, too, because I don't like being cold and wet for any. But you're right. At least he's got practice with that. Um, but it's dark, he can't even really see, and he can't, and he's getting scared, because he's like, he can't get any movement from, yeah, from anything, and the running water, like you say, is grounding out. You don't know when it's going to end, either. But you're right, even just sitting, like, in school, or, you know, and you're like, when is this going to end, when is this going to end, when is, you know, and even just that, and usually most of us, it's not even, you know, an hour or two, usually it's, like, less than that, and, Yeah. I'm like, it takes again, a lot just, of discipline to like every second waiting for something to happen. Someone to come, someone to come, someone to come, and they don't, they don't, they don't. And and you know he's probably like spiking on adrenaline and then crashing, spiking on adrenaline and crashing. If it's been hours, yeah, yeah. Don't know what happened to the shroud. Don't know what happened to Anna Valmont. Don't know what happened to Susan. And uh, don't know how long it's been. How long? How you've long been he's here. gonna? He can't see anything except for a little outline of a door. Like everything's nothing. already in pain. He can't clock with the other pain he has that doesn't come from the cold and bound. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awful. Yeah. So he does sort of rationalize that he's in Undertown and essentially unfindable because of that, because Undertown is like... Yeah. But once somebody finds Only the nasties up. know it, and at best, not all of them even know that. Yeah, because he says some finally does come. And even just the firelight. We all know firelight is generally duller and lighter than, like, you know, modern electric lighting and all of that. And even that, like, is stabbing to right. his eyes at this point. And that, that's when they finally bring some in, and then he can get a look around him and exactly realize that he's in these half-man-made, half-natural, right? Like, part of the room is, like, normal in, like, a room, and the rest of it is just, like, carved-out shit. And it's very apocalyptic, very, I, which yeah. I appreciate, that sort of, like, end-of-the-world feeling. Yeah, and so this water, like, we don't even know, like, you're in some, like, half-subway Could tunnel. Could it's, it's Right? Like, that's, like, <laughs> yeah. water was pouring from somewhere, and right again, it's like, it's not necessarily a cool, fresh mountain spring get, here. We get your shots after that, boy. Right? <laughs> like, exactly, you know? Um, and, and, yeah, that is the other side of it, that he's like, even I don't really know what's down here. I haven't mapped out much of it. No sane person has, because it's all the scary, creepy, crawly shit that hangs out down here that doesn't want to be, you know, that cat abide the daylight or doesn't want to be, right? So he's like, yeah, even if they had an inkling that this might have been where I'd gone, good luck trying to find me down right. here. You know, but they don't. So nobody is coming for me, which again is that other ultimate scare factor of nobody knows where I am, nobody is coming for me. It's like, very scary. You yeah. can't hold out hope if you know there's like hours yeah. of torture all and isolation. Like, that's all it's you need to you, you can definitely break somebody very easily. Yeah. Two goons come down, which he tries to sass, but but we find out after Nicodemus enters, who is dressed like Hugh Hefner, <laughs> that, that he he's removed their tongues. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, 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 they joke around a lot, and I just love that that I do offer a, an excellent dental plan, at least. Uh, right. Good old effective thralls. Which in thralls? Thralls? Thralls. Yeah. Which in this day and age is almost an incentive because I would almost be willing to take up with Nicodemus for like a good dental plan, but would you lose your tongue for it though? Probably not. Right. Because well. hello, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing I couldn't live without? Yeah. So with his his entrance dressed as Hugh Hefner and like this, like it, it's it it paints such a wonderful picture for me because he's got like this sense of humor. And not only that, but he matches Dresden par for par with sass. Yeah. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he's, he's, he's like, cool as a cucumber. Gives no shits. And yeah, so answer for, for everything. He's like a really good opposite to Dresden. Like, he is so yeah. close to him in that, in the, in, in that regard, how he, how he behaves so and how Dresden and does. so opposite. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Because it's like they this are... This is what you could be. Yeah, exactly right. Because Dresden, we know, is all about the, like, I'm lucky if I can get a shower and comb my hair and... You know, even then, everything zaps out, so it's not like you're going to the barber and getting, like, an electric shave. You gotta hope, like, you know, Toot Toot can do it with a pair of shears or something there. It makes it funnier <laughs> that he has to throw in that this is a rented tux. He's, like, right. that concerned about it. He's like, Susan told me not to mess yeah, this yeah, up, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to, you know, mess with the fashion police. Yeah, all <laughs> right. But I do love, like, for me, when I read that, like, that section there, I see sort of this reflection of, of what... 
Harry could be if he was bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like this is well, this is his alter ego. But we've seen a flash of that, right? Harry has met internal Harry. He's met his subconscious. Well, but that wasn't bad guy. It was just grizzled Ooh, and but that's how still he, good. But no, this no, no, is no, bad no, guy. No, 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 no. What are not, you referring to? Not grizzled at all. No, he who he refers to is his evil twin, evil Harry. Why don't I? Oh, of course. I've in forgot, full moon. I know, but it doesn't really matter yet. Like, no. he said that, but he didn't do anything as evil Harry. No, it wasn't. He just met his subconscious and was like, fuck that guy. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying, his subconscious was this version of him. He, his hair was neat and combed. He had the little goatee. He had black, nice clothes on and things like that, right? It was, it was the very sort of... Not James Bond, but Bruce Wayne sort of, or like, right? It was, uh, and yeah, he's like, are you my evil twin? He's like, no, I'm not your evil twin, you well, dumbass. No, no, no that's where you're talking about where he's wearing the leather d- duster before he's got the leather duster. I'm talking about his subconscious in his mind. Right. I, well, yes, yeah. I know, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, was well, he described as having that? I don't yes. think he's described as having the leather duster, yes. but yes, basically, yes. Okay. Wearing all the, the black shit. Wearing all the Anyways, just the neat, the calm, the suave, the sort of debonair, right? And yes, that exactly is Harry's like the spring. It could be with other stuff too, but again, how he views himself. But yes, basically, Nicodemus is is he's the got that fancier, same funny well-bred humor. sort of. Yeah, he's like, just he's just had more time to be refined about it. Yeah, well, and that's it. I mean, again, as we learn, he's British. Harry's American. He's well, he's not just British, British either. But and clearly, thusly evil. <laughs> again, as he makes a comment at some point in this chapter you know he's been around for a couple thousand years or whatever so yes he's had time to be right harry is not that polished because harry's been around for less than 30 years you know but but basically what i'm saying is that he's he is sort of set up with this exact mirror of him that is what he could be as a bad guy yeah because he's got that same he's got that same funny suave humor he gets away with poking people with and and he's throwing it back at him naked Nicodemus, yeah. Nicodemus. You, you act like I'm arguing with you. No, I, I was agreeing with no, you. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm yeah. not trying to. I'm just... Okay. But yes, yes. I agree. It's exactly. They're well matched on this point, is that Harry's the, the rougher, slightly more childish version of this, whereas Nicodemus is all, he say, very prim and proper about it all, but he meets him blow for blow, snark for snark kind of a thing. Yeah. He's just got a different, you know, got an answer for everything, and da 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 and exactly, all this could be yours as well. Instead of being tied up under a stream of freezing water, you could be sitting here in fancy silk pajamas eating breakfast with me. Right. Come on. What's the better option? <laughs> I mean, that also could be Nicodemus manipulating the situation because he's so seasoned. And that too. To identify with because he, Dresden. Yeah, he also says, you know, he makes a comment about psychology and and not being quite up to date on the, but, you know, then that's where he makes the comment. He's like, but I suppose there's not many psychologists that can drive a chariot either. So, you know, but yeah, Nicodemus has this huge, again, you know, like where Harry's like, nobody expects the wizard to pull out a gun or use his fist. They all expect magic. And he's like, I don't need to use this shit. Like, so I can't I'm this quite tell two- because there's so many parallels right now. Yeah, he's like, I'm this 2,000-year-old demon. Like, I don't need to pull out the claws and fangs to scare you. I know all the ways to scare you, and I can be scary He's just way In more confident one. than Dresden is. Yeah, right? He's like, he's got psychological manipulation. He's got the physical torture manipulation going down. He's got, like, you know, I think mean, this is it. He's, he's got all kinds of things that are, and he will use all of these tools and all of these ways. And you don't know what's, you know, is every single piece of this planned out or how much of it is going with the flow? Because as we all know, it doesn't matter how well you plan out that script in your head. When you get right down to that conversation, the other person is always super rude and never follows it the way they're supposed to. Fuck you. (laughs) Right? So, yeah. So, it's a combination of thinking on his feet and exactly, you know, it's like this is what we don't know and what Harry hasn't learned yet. But, yeah, is is where is he being played and where is he not? And you can't trust anything about anything. Right. So. So, Nicodemus makes reference to Harry's mother, but not only that, she mentions that he isn't Margaret's only child, and and Harry is just a tiny little bit shooketh. Like wait, what? And he tries to like play it off, but he's also like, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find out more information because knowledge is power. I'm like, no, no, no. He hit a nerve, and you want to know more because you don't know shit about your parents. Yeah, and I mean, right? Like basically, it boils down to he's got a newspaper clipping and a Polaroid. 
you know, like, and, and his, so he's got, like, just a newspaper clipping of his dad, a pentacle from his mom, and then, like, the one Polaroid picture of the two of them when she was pregnant, and he's, like, that's literally all the physical things I have of my parents. Mom died in childbirth, so they're definitely, we know Harry doesn't have him, he does say, you're the youngest, because we know, okay, there can't be any more. She died with Harry, okay, and as far as Harry knew, he was the only, and then he was, like, six when his dad died, so... Like he say at that age where you're not, you're not going to get any uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations from Papa at six years old. Well, no, you're not going to have a whole lot, and exactly he's he's got that limited memory. Like you're right at six, you're old enough to make memories, but you know you don't remember the entirety of your first six years. So you know, and then again, now that he's you know pushing thirty, we all know how much that stuff fades and. Right, so he doesn't have a lot of physical things and pictures and things to be like. Oh, I remember going to this. I remember doing that. I, you know what I mean. And and yeah. as human memory works, you lose a little bit more of that every time you pull it out. And well, and regardless if he knows or not proper details about Dresden, this is a perfect disarming tactic. Like this knocks him off of his balance. He he's already been physically abused. Now he's being psychologically tormented. Yeah. Right, and not where he's expecting, you know, I mean, again, most of the time you don't necessarily expect, like, what does this have to do with anything, right? Mm -hmm. But exactly, he doesn't know this guy from a hole in the wall, but this guy apparently knows lots about him and lots more about his past than he knows. He's starting to question his reality now. Yeah, well, and also, like, why is, why are you bringing, what? (laughs) Like, Like, you were stealing a shroud from me, how the hell does my mother come into this, you know? And the other thing is that Chauncey was the other one that casually tossed out some tidbits about his parents that left him, you know, and again, he's like, so wait a minute, now are these guys both just douchebag evil demon things, so they're both just fucking with me, or is there truth to it, because now it's being confirmed from more than one source, so again, I'm like, it's an unreliable source, but is there something to it, or, you know, so yeah. Just enough reality to be dangerous, truth, not may or may not be, but... Yeah, and that's exactly where Harry's he left knows. off. He's, like, he's probably lying. Pro- probably. But he also knows <laughs> his mother's name, so he knows. So Dresden already knows that clearly he does have some information that... He knows something about something. He knows his mother, somehow. Yeah. Or knows of, or whatever, right. exactly. And and he does say, you know, Nicodemus is like, oh yeah, I knew her, I have a lot of respect for her, you know? And, and, and Dresden's like, okay, well, I did hear, like, again, and he, he says this, right? Even though nobody has talked to him a whole lot, he doesn't have a lot concrete, his mother was a wizard, and the wizard population did know about her, and they has been talking and whispering, and he's pieced together a few things. He doesn't know, you know, what the full story is or what the accuracy is, but again, basically from what he's figured out, general consensus seems to be that his mom didn't run with a great crowd and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So again, this fits in maybe with Chauncey and Nicodemus knowing something about her, right? So... Yeah, how much of a bad crowd was she with? How much do these people do actually know about her? Or are they literally just fucking with him for the sake of fucking with him, right? Yeah. I still think it's a great tactic. Like just Yeah. From bad guy. Yeah. Bad bad guy school 101. Well, and I mean... Torture. Physically. And then mentally. (laughs) Well, and exactly. And we all know that. You know, we all know like, oh, you throw something out there and leave people wondering and guessing. And that's always the best way to... Wait, what? 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 You know, and... Hmm. So, yeah. So, But apparently he didn't respect her enough to, you know, treat her baby boy with kid gloves. Right. So here's a little put off about that. So, so <laughs> in a roundabout way, uh, Nicodemus admits that he's not necessarily scared of Harry, but he is being smarter than the other baddies that have been uh, underestimating him. So, and well, he, he calls all his previous adversaries, like, just point blank idiots. So he's like, yeah, no, they're dumb. Well, yeah, because Harry's like, oh, you're scared of me. And he's like, well, fuck. No, I'm just smarter than the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, exactly. He's like, I would be extremely foolish to underestimate. Yeah, and he, lesson learned. Yeah. And again, Nicodemus is, I mean, again, any of the long-lived good guys or bad guys is exactly. Because you learn from past mistakes and you're willing to learn from other people's mistakes uh, and so- not. So in terms of meeting Nicodemus at this point in time, one, we've seen that he is kind of indestructible. Yeah. And we're also seeing he has foresight, planning, yeah. and is intelligent. Yeah. This is already an oh. adversary, and we haven't seen him attack yet. We haven't. Yeah. This is a really, really great villain setup. <sighs> like, it is so good. Yeah. So he also tries to do the, Harry, may I call you Harry? And Harry's like, does it fucking matter? Like, are you, you know? And, uh... 
And he's like, well, tell me something about you. And I prefer this whole trip to the dentist. And Justin's like, what dentist do you go to? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, like this guy is so weird. City. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then he starts the old, old you know, sign up or die kind of a thing, right? Which Harry is like, oh, gee, this one never gets old, you know? Like, I haven't heard this one before. Well, yeah, the, and, 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 like, to preface this before he even... St- I think this is before he even starts prep, uh, doing prepositions for him. Prepositions, yeah. Uh, there's a cart that's wheeled in, and it's sort of assumed that this is the yes, cart. The, yes, exactly, right, yes. All fancy linens, he figures he's going to flip back and, then and, he's like, and have all these torture so... instruments. You should join me. By the way, this is just breakfast, not actually cutting things. Oh, yeah. but wait! <laughs> Maybe. And Harry's like, that's almost Maybe. worse. Harry's like, I almost would have rathered the torture implements because I was expecting that. But he's like, now, after, like, out. And, you know, in typical Harry fashion, he's been running around. We know he hasn't had tons to eat. And he got, like, you know, what, yeah, one he- and a half finger sandwiches. At the- I don't think the one in his pocket's going to yeah, be good anymore. It's going to be mush. <laughs> So we know, again, that just in general, he hasn't really eaten in a while. Plus, it's been like an overnight. We know he's been strung up for hours and blah, 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 and stuff like this, right? So even just in the normal scheme of things, most people are hungry in the mornings after not eating all night, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, and it's a psych out. Like, and this could be torture devices. Oh, but it's something nice. Like, yeah. It, 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 it like, it, it keeps him off balance. Constantly does. Again. And manipulation yes, and after manipulation after manipulation. Yeah, he's like, my stomach is literally trying to escape my body. He's like, he's got fresh coffee. Okay? <laughs> I mean, in this description, he goes through every single item what was on there. It was so impactful to him that it he, that Dresden felt the need to recount every detail of that breakfast. Yeah. And let me tell you, I don't have breakfast like this every day. I'd be impressed with this breakfast if somebody laid this out for me. I'd be like, hot damn. I cannot be bothered to do any of this for myself. <laughs> so, yes. On top of everything, he's just, ugh, ugh. Yeah. So, yes. So then he's like, so, you know, here we go. Um, yeah. He's like, this is going to go one of two ways. You know, he's like, either I'll free you and you can sit down and join me for a nice civilized breakfast or you can get your throat. <laughs> and there he's like, oh, gee, yeah, the old uh, can't beat him, join him deal. Right. Um, well, he does say that he tried to keep him out of this, but because he, he inconvenienced him <laughs> and he's also conveniently the best solution for him. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he needs... Mm-hmm. Because you haven't been planning this before he was born. Yeah, potentially. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so he he, he, does, he learns a few nuggets of information here. He's like, he's on a schedule, so that tells him something. Um, and he does potentially need him. You know, he says he needs something of a certain metaphysical mass, and you'll do so. Don't know what he may or may not have been planning on using otherwise but apparently you know dresden will serve that purpose now too since you're here since you wouldn't just go away and leave things alone then i guess it's gonna have to be right so he's again picking up a little tip and i feel there's another and i don't know if it was uh in the conversation before this or coming up but i feel like again there's some other something he says too where dresden picks up another little detail that he probably you know doesn't realize that nicodemus has given away or that nicodemus doesn't realize he's divulged kind of thing that harry i i I found it interesting myself that that nicodemus has mentioned multiples and he does dresden does say say it on this that he has mentioned more than once about his mother and and, but not just that that he like has this sort of reverence for her it's just like the not just like quite a bit of respect well yeah and that's i didn't take anything more than that i just because he does but, say but for a like, character oh, that really you've never your... met yet and haven't heard a whole lot about that this big baddie is like i your mother's badass well yeah and this is the thing right this Whoa. is the teasers for us as the readers and also for harry because really harry's at the same point as we are as far as this like there's bits and pieces of harry's backstory that obviously harry knows far better than we do this is not one of them Harry is, for all intents and purposes, at the same places as the readers in in anything to do with his parents. Because he doesn't have a boatload of memories and things to go off of. It's what everybody else says. And so as we hear things from other people and draw conclusions, Harry is hearing those same details at the same time and drawing those Mm. same, you know. So it is very interesting that way that, that, you know, so, yeah, I didn't necessarily read more into it than that, that that Nicodemus was terribly fixated or, you know, but he was like, oh, I did respect your mother. And it's like, well, what does she have to be like for you? So again... 
he has a certain amount of respect for Harry because Harry's managed to squash all his other opponents thus far. So does he respect him as, as okay, you're not as, you know, don't underestimate you. You're not a total pushover, um, you know, but they're still very much on opposite sides. Or does he respect her because she was a villain in her own right and he can, you know, was like, oh, yeah, she, you know, like exactly like which facets mm. of it. Um, and, and that's what Harry can't figure out either, you know. It's like, is she just powerful or was she you know playing for the wrong team or what it does set up it does set up a great for later yeah it does it keeps bit by bit right yeah, just I, I do have to appreciate questions. that about butcher that he does have these great moments where he's just like dangle 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 here you go just enough yeah that you don't be like oh my god this again like because I, I mean I, I admit there's been bits and pieces of that that have come up in other like you know tv shows and things like that where honestly, you get to a certain point and you're like, I don't care anymore. You've been dragging this out for so long. And like, I don't give a shit who this guy's mom anymore. Just, just go on with the rest of your story arcs. And, you know, but here it does. It's just enough that it does make you wonder. It does keep you interested. And it doesn't and, repeat it uh, at nauseum either. Yeah. So, so like, it's not just like a, hey, I'm going to smack with this again. Yeah, he does a very good job of just towing that line between keeping you interested but not divulging too much. It's really useful moment. for people like us who want to have a podcast about it yeah, yeah. That, he, that, he, that he does it like this because otherwise you know certain books you just couldn't really talk about it that much it's like hey here's the problem and here's a solution okay here's a new problem okay here's a solution you know but these ones we get to have a little bit of a theory going on right once upon a time which i hate horrible show they ruined it <laughs> uh, yeah yeah they could have been so good and they destroyed it is yeah like they were the kind of people who were like here's 400 plots we only got six episodes to tell it all, so now we're going to solve 35 things that we laid out all at once. And it's like, well, why did you even set up this thing and yeah. solve it in one episode? Like, this could have been an entire season arc. You made it seem like such a big problem, and then you solved it in a day because you were like, Disney's made 15 more movies, and we want to have all 15 of those movies put into our yeah. newest season, so we got to wrap up Peter Pan because we got to go do Moana and Frozen and Tangled now. So it, Yeah, exactly, right? And it, it was, was like, okay, not shut the do, fuck up Yeah, now. you're not doing honor to the story and right? to the whatever. You're just trying to do the big grab. Exactly. Just doing it for the sake of doing it, whereas, you know, this one instead, it's like every new piece of information is, like, earned, and it's like, no, this makes sense now. This is a good reason. Yeah. To have it here, or know. does it? It's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> um, and then another a young woman comes in. Yes, a woman named Deirdre, who is uh, Nicodemus's quote daughter. We're not sure how, but yeah. And, and, but we also realize this is the demon woman uh, out of her demon form. Yeah, he's like, and, oh. and then we get the world's most awkward, awkward moment. Disgusting, right? <laughs> Intimately kisses her. Give daddy quote, a kiss. Father. She did. As dressed in the States, uh, yuck. yuck. Yuck, indeed. Exactly. So, yeah, there was nothing. So, yeah, so he's all like, oh, we haven't met. She's like, sure, we have down at the harbor. And he's like, oh, you. <laughs> and then, of course, makes the Medusa joke. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> You're <laughs> the like, funniest okay, we'll guy alive. alive. <laughs> I was like, we all made that joke. I'm pretty sure when we were discussing her, we'd go, <laughs> I'm like... A lady you with gotta, crazy hair? Right. Only so many of those. Right. So I'm sorry, don't be alive for 2,000 years. Then maybe, you know... Hey, at least I was a little bit different with the bride with white hair. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's she told, might, maybe she hasn't she heard that like, you were, Yeah, so original that maybe Deirdre hasn't even heard that one <laughs> Go watch all of the old uh, you know, martial arts movies. That'd be great. I'm sure she had that phase. <laughs> Get bored yeah. after 2,000 years years or somebody that met her is inspired by that Ooh, there you go or there you go the the yeah it's like that whole buffy scene where she goes looking for spike one time and she's like he's like oh like the guy that looks like billy idol and she's like oh well actually or that god has looked for billy idol or something she's like actually you know what never mind <laughs> but um yeah exactly uh but yeah, but she's so enemy, right? She's like, ha ha, yeah, that's so funny. Dad, can I kill him? <laughs> and he's like, oh, not yet. Sadly, if it comes to it, he's fine. And she's like, ugh, rude. <laughs> so unfair, Dad. So, like, this guy is pissing me off. Like, I've gone up against him a couple of times now, and he just keeps throwing fucking wads of fire at me and running away, and I'm just, I'm over it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, creepy, creepy, awful family dynamics. Could you imagine, like, a video game where, like, like, 
you know, you're Mario or whoever, and you're just trying to get to the end, and Bowser just shows up every once in a while, and he just, like, blasts fire at you, and he runs away to the next level. <laughs> yeah, if you like, fuck it's, like, you! constantly, it's, like, never-ending with bad guys in Dresden. It's, like, he shows up for 30 seconds, blasts fire, and he runs away, and you're, like, a bitch! <laughs> yeah, right, get back here, and kick for, your like, ass! a minute, asshole. Right? <laughs> exactly. I think that is one of the most annoying things, because, exactly, it's, like, everybody else be like, oh, yeah, you wanna, you know... And yeah, it's the ones that fucking just suddenly run away that you're like, fuck are oh, you going? <laughs> to us, it makes sense when Harry's like, just gonna jump over to the Never Never. Now I'm in this alley. Now I'm at this funeral home. Now I'm at like Castle Winter. Right. Now I'm at like the fucking Bianca's place. But for everyone else, it's like, I was in my bad guy hangout. And you showed up, blasted me, and <laughs> fucked off again. That's not fair. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> and he just runs away. <laughs> it's right, same thing. It's like, what? I've been preparing 20 years from that. Get back here and let me kick your ass. I don't know why I'm thinking of a rabbit that comes up and smacks and then runs away. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> that's Whack-a-mole, yeah. Every bug smack. That's every, every Bugs Bunny episode. <laughs> no, what's, what's, what's the field mouse one, right? Oh, um... Little bunny foo-foo, foo-foo hopping, hopping through the forest, forest, scooping up the field mice, nice and bopping them on the head. Okay, <laughs> that's probably what... <laughs> Hair today, goon tomorrow. So Nicodemus tempts Dresden one more time with his breakfast, and, and he he produces one of the coins. He d- he asks Harry to accept the coin, have breakfast, and talk. And if he isn't interested, then he can just he can just leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It's another great mm-hmm. moment where he where he comes up with the box, and Harry's like, "Oh, this is all so sad." <laughs> you know what? That actually reminded you me. You like of, me? You really like me? It's like just appearing in someone's home and fucking up their shit. Is it was my friend's birthday yesterday, so we broke into her house, and I have like a couple hundred tiny little ducks that are like the size of a fingernail, because that's what I receive for Christmas, and I need to we get rid gift of them. Her. <laughs> so we broke into her house, and we like shoved them inside, like we dropped one in the milk and the salt shaker and the Nutella, and like we threw like some in her shoes, and like she's got all these like Lego displays in her house. We like added ducks to all the Lego displays. That's funny. And like yeah, we just went around her house absolutely destroying the place but she's got a four-year-old so everything had to be above four-year-old height oh so it's like and she's not tall herself so we're expecting a lot of these models are gonna have ducks for a very long time before they realize that they're yeah okay yeah so he offers him the cone and Dresden's basically like you gotta be kidding me like you think i'm just gonna drain up and he's like yeah i know you well, first of all, no. First of all, he's all like, well, I could just take it and then turn around and kick your ass, right? Like, what stopped me from using it against you? And Nicodemus is like, nothing. But what is it? I, I, I'm a great believer in the benevolence of human nature. Right. <laughs> like, well, he definitely goes on a diatribe about how he knows Dresden better than he knows himself. Yeah. So, um, such is why not, you chose this kind of life for yourself, to appoint yourself protector of mortal kind, and to make yourself the enemy of anyone who do them harm, to live outcast from your own kind, laughed at and mocked by most mortals, living in a hovel, barely scraping by, spurning wealth and fame. Why do you do it? Oh, I'm a disciple of the Tao of Peter Parker, obviously, I said. Obviously. <laughs> because you are ruled by fear. You are afraid, Dresden. I mean, it does go on to explain that, that he's he's afraid of the wealth of power that's available to him and what would happen if he fell off the straight and narrow. Yeah. And, and But so he chooses martyrdom instead. Yeah, because basically he's like, you're afraid. Dresden's like, of what? And basically he's like, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he's like... And these are all super valid points. Like, he's very it's... passively struggled through this without, without like, Butcher set this up without outright saying it for yeah, the most part. Like, it's been subtle. I say, it's very interesting, one of those things, to be like, you know, point out all of these things from a slightly different perspective. You know that most of us aren't think right. We're all like, "Oh, Harry's so good. Harry is not going to let people be like bullied, and you know, look out for women and children." You know, but then it's like, "But why?" You know what I mean? It's just putting that slight twist on it to make it seem like it's maybe not just so altruistic or whatever. Right. And it's like, and we know from being a reader that he had taste of power from from. Demorn. Demorn, yeah. Like Well, yeah, because That he, was his first education is take. Take. And also he had to go, we know that's how he got in in um entangled with Leah is because he's like, I'm not strong enough to beat you know, I don't know enough, I'm not strong enough to beat Justin. Give me more power right now. I don't have fifty years to Which, learn it. What at sixteen he was 16, at sixteen, right? Like that is way too much. Well, exactly to deal so, with. And he already was like, you know, like I don't think that's the only place where 
you know, Harry's power has come from is that I think Harry innately himself does, you know, he keeps talking about himself being this big. I'm like, I think he did have that, but he just didn't have access and didn't know how to use it all in order to be just and right. It was a, as a basically it was it was an advance at the time, you know. He's like, I can do this, I just don't have the time, right? So mm-hmm. it's like she did give him more power, but again, I don't think that's you know was was on top of what he would already have, you know, sort of access to and would come into at some point, right? It's not all just borrowed power. Um, and yeah, basically, and it's like, exactly, if you don't keep a tight rein on that, you know, you know how easily, and I mean, it's like, for most of us, right? For most people, it's like, oh, donuts or gummy bears or something like that, right? It's like, you know, you have a sweet tooth. You don't allow yourself to buy gummy bears every time you're at the store because you know you will inhale them in one sitting and... Right? So you avoid that temptation, right? You only allow yourself to have those treats and goodies mm-hmm. every once in a while. If you're a book addict, you don't allow yourself into the chapters every time you walk out the door because otherwise yes, you, you will add to your $1,000 copy book collection, <laughs> you know, and you don't have, right? And for Harry, it's this, right? It's like if I don't do good all the time for good reasons, I will just snatch up all the power for myself and I will just be like, fuck you all, you all suck. Well, what's terrifying about this moment is that he is so insightful to Dresden and so bang on. And Dresden has never met him. Yes. Like, this is just how much an advantage Nicodemus has on. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because Harry has still Harry has should, no idea who this definitely would be very afraid right now. Like, this is a big tell of just how much interest this man has in him. Well, yeah. Because exactly, like, he didn't even know who the Denarians were. He's like, oh, I know about fallen angels. And then Michael and Sonia and Shira were like, no, there's 30 of these fallen angels that are a step above the rest that are completely... Well, that's... This goes to show, though, too, I mean, like, Harry found out there was a prophecy about him that had the, the Denarians and the Knights were both interested in, right? Yeah. And apparently it got concealed, so only the Denarians knew about, you know, what the other half of it, right? Be, yeah. But everybody knows it's about Harry Dresden, right? Well, the question is, is, like, how much do the Denarians give a fuck about Harry Dresden? There's some random guy who showed up in one of the prophecies about them, right? So yeah. Harry, when he got this, he was like, oh, no, there's a prophecy about me. No, everyone else knows about a prophecy about you. (laughs) It's not like you get a prophecy about yourself and no one else gets it, right? Like, you had 30 bad guys be like, who the fuck is Harry Dresden and why is he in our prophecy? Let's go find out about that guy. Well, and again, I don't know how far in advance that was because, again, I sort of got the impression the knights had just... It was like, now that these pieces are coming, you know, again, now, you know... This wasn't necessarily prophesied like 300 years ago because no, not enough things. I'm not come saying together, that. But yeah, okay. But, um, it's not like Harry's the only one. Like in the Percy Jackson sort of things. Like for the most part, prophecies are pretty private. Like you right. go and get your prophecy. Pro- gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Most it's up of them to you go you and get re- yours. Right. This one is like, hey, we all know. The, you know, the whole supernatural world just got, like, a fucking mega board <laughs> sign that said, Harry Dresden's involved with the Denarians now, and the Denarians are like, who's that guy? Let's go meet that guy. Okay, I see what you're saying there, yeah. I thought you were oh, mean not that was why that, they knew so much about him already, is because they'd been... It was so important that that, that, that that he felt the need to manipulate the the whole statement as well. This well, build, yeah, like, they were like, able to hide red from paint them. and goes to that billboard and paints over half well, of it. And yeah, that's right. the thing, though, but I think that's what it says a lot about Nicodemus, is that well, I, when you've been operating for 2,000 years, you know, it's it, it's easy to be quick on the draw. It's yeah. easy to be quick. And I mean, again, right? Like, you um, don't know how hard it is to waylay an angel, angelic uh, messenger. An angelic messenger, yeah. Well, so he's got some but this is the thing, right? It, it, it's like there are no original plots, right? There's only like, you know, 12 plots and every single story is some reiteration of it because there's only, right? And we get that. So same thing, Nicodemus is like, been here, done this. <laughs> and and Nicodemus came from the original story. Nicodemus <laughs> came from the original story. So he's like, I've seen all the ways this can play out time and time again. So yes, exactly. He's got, you know, the time and experience on his side to work on all of that. And again, so, you know, part of it to me is not even so much that it's like, well, let me specifically manipulate. It's, it's, he's like, I don't care. I, I can manipulate this just for the sake of manipulating it. And no matter what spirals out from this, I can do something with something. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like not even he's like, I have to conceal this from the night. He's like, hey, you know what? Chances are it's going to fuck something up if I can. So I'm going to do it. And then even if it doesn't, this might happen or this might not. You know what I mean? I so now play later yeah it's right like he's in the ultimate you know like 
no-lose situation. Like, you know, sort of no matter what happens to what, Nicodemus is always going to find a way to come so out. It's so easy to be a bad guy. When as long as you just I, mess stuff up. You can do whatever you want. I know. <laughs> and this is why it's so easy for people to... That's <laughs> why badness and darkness is so much easier. They have cookies. Being a good guy, you have to prevent yourself from having gummy bears all the time. It's not a fair world. That's why I'm a bad guy. Uh, See, this is why I was always really thankful not to be a soprano in music theater land. Because <laughs> that's fucking boring, man. The sopranos are always the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Mezzo-soprano, witches, bitches, and little boys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, sums up Tanzan for you, folks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to all the Sopranos that listen to our show. Oh, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with you guys. I was like, I was just say you go down that same role the whole time. Yeah. I always end up chorus. It's okay. It's okay. I can sing alto. Fuck. So this is the other thing. He's like, you pretend that you're not like them, but you are. And Harry's like, that's not true. Like Harry's starting to be like, you you don't know me. Like, oh my god. Like you know now. Like all things that Harry's had fears about and thought to himself, but not expressed or exposed to anybody else. And when somebody else starts, right, you're like, no, I'm not like that. Even though you know you sit up late at night thinking, oh my god, am I like that? But he's like, and Nicodemus is like, of course it is. He's like, you might not like to admit it, but that makes it no less true. It's denial. There are a number of ways you express it in your life. You don't want to see what you are, so you have very few pictures of yourself. No mirrors either. And this, again, to me is interesting, because up until this point, Harry says, oh yeah, I don't have fucking mirrors, so things can't get to me. It is also so you can't get to yourself, right? Like, we're all like, oh, of course, mirrors can be used as portals and, and, and gateways, and you don't want some somebody right, sneaking yeah. in, you, right? So he's like, I don't keep mirrors in because too many things can use them to get in from the never-never and stuff like this, right? Now it's like, that's probably very legit and very true and not a word of a lie, but is it also... Because you don't want to have to look at yourself in the mirror of the day. Well, and that's it's a bad guy excuse, manipulation right? too, though, right? Like, right. you can make somebody believe something that they weren't actually believing when you've got this whole, you know, coming out of grave peril when he was so dark and depressed and everything sucks and whatever, right? Well, yeah, you put a very good argument behind it and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh yeah, maybe that is what it Situational was. manipulation. Point. Yeah. Exactly, but that doesn't actually mean that that's what he was thinking or aiming for, you it know? It doesn't, but like I say, it, it throws that other aspect out there that was it simply for the reasons Harry gave us or exactly what's terrifying about the fact that he brings that up though is that he has actually seen into dresden's living space without him knowing because he knows that he doesn't keep the stuff with him on person like yes yeah so he knows despite <laughs> right yeah he any knows, of, exactly and he's the like words. i know you live in this dingy little basement with no mirrors how, yeah. how do you know i live in a dingy little basement with no mirrors yeah exactly right that's this, there oh, have been all the wizards lurking. live in dingy little basements with no wiz- <laughs> mirrors. mirrors now some of them are up on high in towers yeah he just most, most of the rest of them prefer dark, dank, dusty, musty towers to basements. But yeah. other than that, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be like finding out that somebody's been watching you on a webcam. Right. And knows every little detail about your personal life. Like, yeah, like stalker board. Oh. Like, all this, yeah. Like that, oh, no. Yeah, and this, I think, is just the thing about Nicodemus, is that Nicodemus doesn't have to come out with teeth and claws and fangs. He's so much scarier. And this, for me, it's the same thing. I'm like, I don't really like the horror genre, but honestly, I have seen a few, and I can admit, you know, like, honestly, horror movies aren't that scary. Mostly, they're cheesy, right? There are a lot of blood and guts, but it's mostly pretty gratuitous. You know it's all fake. You're like, wow. No, the ones that I don't like are the psychological thrillers because there's that aspect of possibility. That's what fucks me up, and that is what Nicodemus is all about. And maybe that is one of the reasons why this book disturbed me, you know, so much and I did not go back to it for the longest time is, like I say, either there was situational stuff happening at the time or it's things like this, you know, where he's it's He's a good like, bad guy. Yeah, he's a fantastic bad mm-hmm. guy in that, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, Deidre's scary, she's got icky hair and she's, you know, but you're like, whatever, big bad guys, you, you cut him, you know, and that's it, it is, is Nicodemus has so and much Nicodemus more. Nicodemus is gonna get you. Like, and if you're, it's, if it's you're that, gaming, like, this is definitely, you like, one of the upper level bosses like yeah. this is so good yeah 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 he's a big guy you know yeah, we've and, definitely and had some good bosses so far but we're past that point he's, he's leveled up well, yeah well yeah like i mean it's the difference between you know playing donkey kong or five nights at freddy's right like when you know what the bad guy is you know at this point everyone who plays super mario knows how to fucking beat the game right no <laughs> one's going back to super mario like oh what's this right yeah but for me personally, I know Five Nights at Freddy is a pretty old game now too, but there's a VR version of Five Nights at Freddy's, and that freaks me the fuck out. I've never okay, I, I've looked I've looked into them, but never actually 
played them? You have to refresh me because I know it's all I can think of is that teddy bear that looks horrific. You're in a Chuck E. Cheese and all the animatronics come to life and try to kill you. Okay. And you're just all alone in a Chuck E. Cheese trying to not get killed by animatronics. And in the VR version, you can move around and they can move around oh. and you're in VR so it's like you're there. Yeah. That's and then they try to kill you. <laughs> yeah. You know, for not doing a lot of gaming, you know a lot of games. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who know a lot of games. Ah. And I keep going to their house, and then they keep putting VRs on me. And they're like, here, go die in this one. And I'm like, no, actually. I'm pretty sure Five Nights I was here to play Freddy Super is, Mario, is, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have that one in my collection. I just have never actually loaded it up. Yeah. Well, I have a nasty habit like my books it. where I just collect. Collect and collect and collect. And Eventually, I'll have time these. to play that, yeah. Yeah. I'll be 80 and retired and be like, finally, like, <laughs> like all of us. We're all just waiting till we retire to finally get to our hobbies. Yeah, right? but like most people I'm that retire, they just end up dropping these. dead. Yeah, great. Love that for humanity. It's just all the- worth it. Everything we're doing is totally uh, worth it. Right. But you know what? Yeah. That's why we're here and we're doing this right now because this is definitely worth it. Yeah. yeah. You guys make it yes. worth it. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. That wasn't sarcasm. It might have sounded like it, but it wasn't. <laughs> It's just my voice right now. I can't do anything else with it. It just has to sound like this. It has to sound like that, yeah. <laughs> but yes, Nicodemus is like your ultimate gaslighting, psychopathic, manipulative, abusive guy. And he knows he's scary and he's having fun with it. Yeah. Playful. Yeah. It's the awful exactly. part is he's playful. He doesn't have to. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Harry is getting very pretty. He's like, he's like, I'm not different, you know, not in any way that matters. He's like, you know, we all, and again, he's like, we all put our pants on. And Nicodemus is like, yeah, but barring any, you know, weird, you know, amputations or whatever. He's like, you're still going to be around in a couple hundred years putting your pants on. Your friends won't. Well, not only that, but I mean, Nicodemus knows exactly how to set up and follow through with what he's doing. So he... And because he knows the the, the, the proper buttons to push, he, he mm-hmm. offers to Dresden that he could find out the truth of his parents and avenge them. And he wouldn't have been able to do that if he hadn't have mentioned Maggie. Yes. Well, that's so, true. So I that think. was like, it was just a random lob over there. Like, yeah. ah, yeah. You're good at making Maggie's it seem youngest. like a throwaway And now here we've come. And this is where. Here's the deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you take this power. He lobbed it and this is the serve. Yeah. Yeah, it's like now it's coming back and he's like, oh, but you know what? Now you could do this. And Harry just keeps being like, I- I'm not like that. That's not who I, you know. He's like, well, you know, like everybody thinks that at some point, you know, you just don't act. And, and Nicodemus is like, mm, no, no, they don't. And I admit, going through that, I have the same thing, right? Harry's like, well, everybody thinks that sometimes. You're like, right, we all have bad thoughts sometimes. It's just we know we're never going to actually do it. That's what makes us different. And that's just, you know, the way the human brain goes, like, as rational impulsive thinking, thoughts. sentient beings, exa- impulsive thoughts, or again, it's like our brains know the possibility of things out there, and we watch movies, and we watch, you know, right. so it's like your brain, you know, can hypothesize and, and be like, well, this could happen, or you could do that, and you know, ultimately, like, okay, much as, um, um, what was, oh, the Harry was in the last chapter, or few, or whatever, when we were episode, whatever I was going to say, but, you know, talking about Rudy walking through a uh, parking garage and getting his teeth knocked out. You know what I mean? We're all like, yeah. But again, very few of us would actually do that, right? Same thing. I'm like, I would envision that thing all day long about people. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many times I've, I've imagined like a piano dropping out of the sky on like my ex-husband or something like that, right? Because it's safe <laughs> because it's not going to happen. I have no means to make that happen. So, you know, you can indulge in that, right? And so Harry's like, yeah, everybody do that. And Nicodemus is like, no, no, they don't. Not this. Because most people don't have this kind of power. They don't have the kind of options you have. These things would never occur to them because they don't know that it's a possible. You know what I mean? And that it's goes, like, that's disturbing. You're like, oh, oh, because you're feeling all like, like, oh, yeah, I'm just like Harry. We all. And then he's like, nope. And then you're like, yeah, oh, no, people don't think these oh, thoughts. It is just me. Oh, fuck. Now I am a bad person. Well, that goes <laughs> hand in hand with what Tanza was saying earlier, though, about how like this could just be another version of Harry. It's like Dre- or. Nicodemus knows so intimately or is crafting this intimate picture trying to convince Dresden that he knows it so intimately Yeah, that it gets to this like we are the same I know you I know you only I know you yeah Forget I know you else. better than you know you yeah exactly well I, I just think the beauty of that statement where he brings a, brings avenge on avengement of his parents because that just also plants another seed that there is something that Harry doesn't know that he should 
want to find out, and he will actually reach out to find that information. Yeah. Why should his parents be avenged? He doesn't. He doesn't know anything about them. He well, thinks his his father died of natural causes at this point, but he and says parents, cute. yeah, plural. So 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 he's effectively just put the that planted that seed of doubt that something awful has happened to both the both of his parents, and that he needs to get revenge. And so he's going to start thinking to himself. What happened? I need to know more. Right, and this is this who is who has the answers, right? Yeah. I need to take this to go. Yeah, because he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, um, find out what happened, discover what happened to your parents, avenge them, find your family. So just find out what happened and who. Or does that mean there's still current right. in the present tense? Like there's more family to find. Like Again, such good manipulation. Maggie's youngest, and Harry's like, I thought I was Maggie's only. Yeah. Could there be somebody else out there? Right? Like he doesn't know. Again, just his, knocks him right off of any sort of stability that he thought he had. Well, yeah, and we know now it's identity wavering. Yeah, it's it's totally messing with everything he thought he knew about himself and everything else. And it's like, you know, that information is out there now. And as we meet other characters and learn more about them, you know, we can put more of these pieces together. But right now, we don't know enough about Harry's mom. Was Harry, was, was you know, was she 30 when she had baby Harry? Like, the majority of most mortal women will be in your, you know, 20s and 30s when you start having kids. Or was she 130? Or was she 230? Right, how does that work for wizards? Yeah, Harry has said wizards can live three, four, five hundred years. Oh my god, could you imagine like 120 years worth of periods? My god, you better have a healing brew for that. Luckily, I think that that part, you know, tapers off. You know, uh, first 80 years and then you're still an old lady. But we don't know this, right? Because again, like we've <laughs> seen know, a bunch of these women, right? Like the Merlin has to be like, okay, so when Ebenezer took the post on the White That's why we Council, see mostly male wizards. Because the females are like, <laughs> like fuck, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Um, but like, like you know, they, they say that, that Ebenezer had been like turning down a spot on the council for like 50 years before, right? So he was in line. He was the top senior guy for like 50 years so far that he's been turning it down. So you know everybody else on the council is older than him already, right? So you know the Merlin already is, is a few, you know what I mean? And they're, you know, the Merlin does not look like he's 400 years old. He looks like he's the equivalent of what, maybe like, a, you know, a... a, a vigorous you know 70 or 80 year old or something like that right like we don't know right so yeah i think it's very possible that you know a lot of these witches and wizards could totally be starting a family at 200 years old Mm -hmm. and they're only going to look like they're in their 30s or 40s still or whatever you know like they age slower and the whole bit right so we don't even know how much maggie lived right was she like where Harry is now, like Harry's in the first natural 30 years of his life, or was Maggie had a couple hundred years. 200 years, you could have a bunch of kids. I mean, there's people in normal, regular lifetimes, even, you know, when life expectancy was shorter than it was now, people were having 17, 20 kids. Yeah, my grandmother had 14. Because, right? You know what Well, I mean? technically, my grandfather, because that she was his second <coughs> wife, had 20. Yeah, so, right? See, there you go. I mean, he didn't have to push him out, but... But, yeah, yeah. yeah. But exactly. yeah, I don't really give men any credit. And a man <laughs> could have, a, you know, 365 <laughs> children a year. Yes, yeah, that way, but exactly. Yes, oh, easily more than that. Easily, right. <laughs> yeah, yes. Some twins and things thrown in there in the hole, and they can sleep with a woman more than once okay. a day. More, more, yeah, but more again, than one woman a making day. more visits. Okay, huh? okay. In, in theory, but then again, <laughs> think of most men. You know, are are any of them getting it up that often that in a full year they're having it multiple times a day, every single day? Even that might start to get a bit tiring at some point. I, I feel like you know, and I know a, there's yeah. a certain couple of years, like at least a solid five or ten years. We I mean, I know they think like, they right. want to, but <laughs> point being is, yeah, Harry could have dozens of siblings in theory. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we don't know that yet. I don't know if Harry knows enough about his mom yet to know, you know, where she was at. Right. So on the one hand, you're like, oh, yeah, sure. It makes sense. Yeah. She died in childbirth. It's potentially again, 170. But again, we're like, yeah, we don't actually know how old baby mm-hmm. was. So who the fuck mm-hmm. knows? But anyways, so yeah, he may or may not just, again, more of these tidbits, more of these luring him in and and finding a place where he truly right. belongs in this world. Well, we get to the point where, where, where Nicodemus just really just finally pushes for an answer on accepting the coin. Yeah. And Harry gets to this point where he imagines how he's going to die under that stream of water right then. And, but then he... So he's sort of struggling, like, okay, I could, I could end up just dying right here. Mm-hmm. If well, I accept he, this 
coin. And then he's also considered Ursiel and his own weakness with that temptation into the darkness. Yeah, is that... Because he knows he's got it. Is that... And it's a bit like where he went with Michael when Michael was like, you don't know. And he immediately was like, I could totally kick Ortega's ass. And, you know, then Kai's like, I can't do that. Oh, shit. You know, yeah. and, and then, yeah, realizes Michael's looking at him like, mm-hmm, what were we just talking about, bitch, right? And he's doing the same thing a little bit here. He's like, what if I did take it? If he's on the level, he's like, I, I could at least live to fight. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, I could do this. I could get myself out of this situation. And, and then maybe I can, you know, put it aside. Or maybe I can use it for this or use it for that. And again, it, right. it's right down. And then... Well, this whole chapter, like, he should be extremely terrified. He is debilitated physically. He's debilitated ma- in, a, in a magical sense. And he's just met somebody that ha- knows everything about him. As well, far as he can tell... Whether it lies Dominic, or not, yeah. he is outclassed. He says as much. He goes on to this little bit of a speech to himself when Nicodemus is like, listen, you got to choose right now. And he's like, I felt all alone. I'm like, I feel lost. I feel empty. And then he has this um, one phrase and he's like, God help me. I didn't want to die. Right. Yeah. That instinct like, alone is enough to take that claim. Right? Like, it's so like, he's like, all of this work, all of this trying... And like, yeah, like, I don't want to be at the hands of the bad guy. If I've got to blow myself up to take me and him out, I'll do it. If I've got to, you know, if I've got to sacrifice myself to save Susan, or if I've got to, you know, like, step in front of Anna Valmont, he's like, he's going to do it every time. But at the end of the day, he doesn't have a death wish. He's doing all this to survive. Yeah, and to help others survive. And again, there's that difference between that in the heat of the moment, fight or flight, you know versus the broken down terror versus the yeah sitting here calmly discussing you know same thing right oh you might die in a car crash well okay you don't see it coming just you're driving along and all of a sudden and we've all had or pretty much anybody that's ever driven a car right you've all had that moment where you slipped on a bit of ice or rain or something you're like oh and you get that jump but you know torture well but that's it right it's like if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen right then and there and there's nothing rated this anticipation though is so much yeah this sitting Mm -hmm. and discussing and exactly right i'm like i don't want to sit in a room and have somebody be like i think i'm gonna kill you i think we might do it this way or you could do this and forget forget how fucking you know scary nicodemus is like he was discussing his death with paulo ortega like who knows how many hours ago? Right. Yes. He is nonstop trauma ridden. Yeah, like he's not coming from any kind of place of strength ever. Like, he already had to negotiate one death, and now he's just building up to the second yeah. one. It's like, when the fuck did And it at end? least that one he had a choice, right? Because at least he's given an opportunity to fight back. Uh, so, yeah, so basically, yeah, he comes to the Basically, he's like, I don't want to die. Like, he's like, I don't want to face this. I do want to take any opportunity. But at the same time, he remembers. Ursiel and I remember it was, but what what from what Jess said he had like these books up to this point are like this study in PTSD yeah because <laughs> he just never stops dealing know, yeah. with trauma yeah and he doesn't usually have a satisfactory conclusion like we get sort of a wrap up to the book like oh you beat the bad guy but exactly there's always residuals left there's over. residuals yeah. you know there was tension with murphy and then there's like well i saved susan but susan's not okay and and da, 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 da. yeah there's more oh my god do you guys have a, a, a like a like a counselor friend or like a psychiatrist or, or psycho not specifically i don't think no <laughs> that'd be great if we could get one on here and just actually uh, do right. an analysis like, are you recommending of his what exactly is his problems <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> What would you put him on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, me and Harry take all the same meds. Oh shit, what does that say? So very, very, he's trying to be, he's like, I, I can, some, you know, th- this coin would help me deal with some of these things. I thought that was very like, rude. It was like, by the way, do you guys like have therapist friends? Yeah, like, I know. Just, like, you should. You I, should. I, I, I as a caveat, there's something wrong with you too. I just thought, oh, I know, that's I've been meaning to bring up for a while and I keep forgetting to. Let me give you that card. Yeah. No. But 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 Dresden ultimately does make his choice and declines Nicodemus. Yeah. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Amen. Sorry. And yeah. And fuck uh, off, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. You so, can't leave it classy, man. You just gotta give that <laughs> Yep. Pretty much. For sure that's how the Bible ends. Fuck off, Nick. Fuck well, off. And he's yeah. just Nicodemus is like, well, yeah, oh my god, I'm good. Right. I've had I, enough breakfast. I guess it's I've cool. had enough breakfast. Let's get on with it. Yeah. I love this chapter. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was just so meaty and... Mm. Well, this chapter is uh, very copy and paste from Proven Guilty, which is like one of my all-time favorite bad guy interactions from the series. So it's really nice to just be like, hey, part one, 
Get it down on the books. That's book eight, just in case you're room guilty. Oh, so we'll, we'll get away. to it in a bit. But long time away. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's it's a great introduction because we literally have just met Nick. Right. He popped up in the last it's chapter and they went, eh, bad guys run away. And then this is it, right? Then he's basically it's gets like a lot of bad guys down. You're like, put a lot of effort in coming up with some camaraderie with Harry. And like they go back and forth for a couple of rounds. This guy was like, boom, boom, boom. Nice to meet you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Gives no shits to well, you. Not, 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 here. Yeah. not even just I'm going to kill. I mean, in the first chapter, he was like, oh, you're here. I can't just kill you. But now that he's like, well, now that we have a minute... You know, and exactly, and it's so much worse than just that. Harry would just much rather have a, I'm gonna fucking kill you, right? That he can deal with. This is. Should have stuck with Ortega. My is, bad. Yeah, 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 right? I if only you'd known, like, two days ago, you didn't think Ortega's and his duo was gonna be your better option. Sitting on Larry Fowler, terrified <laughs> out of your mind, what? not knowing that let's, that was the high point of your this, weekend. Yeah, you know what? Let's just back this up. And <laughs> yeah, to so, be so heavily outclassed, like, yeah. he might have a chance in his mind. With Ortega, but this guy is just like not even going to well, give you a chance to play, buddy. He's not being given a chance, right? Like, yeah, because at least it's with my Ortega, way or you're dead. Exactly, it's a duel. It's being set up that you guys are going to meet. You know yeah. when, An you know where. You each get a weapon, and you get to go at each other. And the one who is better, faster, quicker, right? It's again. Whereas here, nothing but disadvantages, right? Right. And this is the he difference was between captured, like, and he knows everything. He knows to disable the magic. He knows to disable him physically. He knows to disable him mentally. He knows to disable him emotionally. Like you know, this that's is the it. problem the White Council has with Harry though too is that he keeps fucking picking fights with people and dragging the White Council into it. He dragged him into a war, and they're like, "Keep your own shit, your own shit. If you die in an alleyway, that's your own fucking problem." And yeah, know, guy's gonna go fucking die in Undertown. It'll be his own fucking problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, no, nobody to come running to the rescue." Which is so funny because it's not related to anything the wizards are like <laughs> at all. Not at all. It's no, like no, oh, well, none of it ever that is dealt with until itself. they make it your no. problem. <laughs> the wizards keep trying to be like, "This isn't our shit," and Harry's like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> and yes, it's funny to think that Nicodemus knows this much about Harry. He's got to know about the war too, right? And he's like. It has nothing to do with helping the Reds. I have to kill you for my own reasons now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, this is funny that it coincided with that, but let's yeah. go with it. Let's go with it. Because, yeah, I'm sure he's not in the, you know, in the business of doing favors for anyone else, right? It's not, great timing not, for it himself. For him. But is it be like, so Ooh. happens to be right now. Yep. Exactly. This concludes our episode 10.19, The Last Breakfast. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have other links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling, conjured by it at your own risk. <laughs>